It's time to check in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living. We take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. The Concierge for Better Living will help informed, intrigued, and interested listeners like you make better choices for yourselves and your loved ones. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents The Concierge for Better Living with your host, Doc Rob. Hello and good day. This is Dr. Rob Streisfeld, Doc Rob, your concierge to better living at CannabisRadio.com, iHeart, Apple, wherever you tune in and get good information. We love to connect with you, and thanks for joining us today. You know, every day we you know, put these shows together, we try to inform and educate, advocate for better living. As I always say, my mantra is we work together to have a better today than yesterday, and of course, our goal is to have a better tomorrow than today. And, you know, there's a lot of topics that swing around in the healthcare community and the social uh, guys we, what we have to look at, good and bad. But one of the things that have kind of been slipping from context or conversation of late, from, in my opinion, um, is a, a major issue we have in our society, and that's in regard or related to opioids. And it's really great to have my guest today, Dr. Paul Christo, um, for joining us today on the show. Uh, Dr. Christo, welcome. Thank you for joining on and talking about this important topic. Thanks so much for having me. No, my pleasure. Again, it's something that you know we hear a lot of talk about cannabis, which obviously I'm pro. Uh, we talk about even now psychedelics and other things, but we have to go back to pharmaceuticals and how they've been introduced to our society, how they've been used and abused. And I think opioids really makes that you know topic you know hum. I personally had experience with opioids when I was younger, having back pain and knee pain, and. And, and I've seen a lot of friends having issues with opioids and getting off opioids. Uh, I was part of, you know, where uh, Oxycontin came about, you know, about 15, you know, about 20, 50 years ago. It was hitting in the recreational side of things, seeing young people really having issues. Um, you know, what, what, what drew you into this, this category in medicine or healthcare, Doc? Well, I, you know, as a pain specialist, I think for a long time I've been interested in helping patients reduce their pain, lessen their suffering so they can move on with their lives. I mean, pain, it, chronic pain that is, is completely debilitating. And um, it can lead to uh, not only emotional stress and emotional angst, but certainly physical problems that restrict everybody uh, who has chronic pain from doing what they wanna do in life. And so I feel like several years ago when I was in medical school and then later on in training um, and during my internship, I realized, you know, this is a group of people that I like to try to help and improve the quality of their lives. Makes a lot of sense. You know, it's definitely when I went through my medical program and trying to figure out what areas are, you know, were special of interest to me. I know it's interesting. Everyone says, oh, you go to medical school, you become a doctor. I'm like, yeah, but there's a lot of areas and avenues that you can pursue. And I went down more of preventative, uh, you know, direction, but pain is always something that I looked at. That it occurs with everyone at some point in their time in their life. You know, everyone has an experience at different levels, um, and then how we address pain, how we treat pain. Um, these are really key aspects of it. And of course, you know, in the field of pain, how um, you know pro appropriate prescribing is is key here. And and you've kind of put this you know uh, as part of your 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 moment. You're working at Johns Hopkins, right? And so, how does that apply in the research side um, to what you're, you know, what you're doing every day? Well, I, you know, with respect to the opioid problem or the opioid crisis, I feel like we're when it comes to prescription opioids. I mean, so what happened? I'll backtrack for a second. You know, what happened back in the 1990s is I think more and more 
pain specialist started treating patients with chronic pain with opioids. Uh, there was more information in the science and the literature that opioids were useful for chronic pain that was non-cancerous. You know, prior to that, most opioids were used for cancer-related pain. But then we started learning that, well, you know, opioids may be helpful for non-cancer pain. And, you know, frankly, we have 100 million, really over 100 million Americans who suffer from chronic pain alone. I mean, that's a third of the population. And we have treatments, but, you know, not all of them are that effective. So when opioids sort of were available, became more available in the 1990s, I think many of us, along with primary care doctors, sort of said, oh, gosh, you know, I've got another tool that can help alleviate pain and suffering. Well, that occurred, but what we didn't expect is that more and more prescribers would use opioids um, probably for patients that didn't need them. And I think that's what happened. You know, we had a lot of opioids that were being prescribed to patients with chronic pain that was non-cancerous, but that probably didn't need them. And unfortunately, over time, the volume increased and more patients were led down the path of abuse and, you know, possible overdose and addiction. I think that's a really great point, Doc. I think that, you know, when you talk about doctors, they sometimes paint this evil picture of medical professionals trying to, you know, hook people on drugs. And that's not really where this originated from. It was as doctors trying to help their patients, reduce their suffering, give them a better quality of life, help to manage the pain that they're dealing with, that they, oh, like you said, oh, here's another tool that is now available to us. And it seems to benefit in reducing the pain that the patient in front of us is suffering from. Unfortunately, that became a little too cavalier. And I think that more, you know, we didn't really understand the addictive nature of it and the challenges of getting off these opioids. And I think that became, you know, something that kind of, of course you have some bad actors in the field. Of course, there's always going to be bad actors that want to you know, prescribe and, and, and don't really have that concern. And it's going to be that in any industry. But I think what you made a good point is that, that most doctors started to do these opioids in, in, with a positive intention. And I think that's key for listeners to hear. Now we've kind of looked backwards and say, okay, well, maybe it kind of got out of hand. Well, not maybe. It definitely got out of hand. And now we have all these uh, uh, abuse, overdoses, addictive issues, and we have to find now a solution to that. Yes, I agree. Uh, I think that the good news, I mean, there's really good news, though, in terms of prescription opioid overdoses in the sense that I mean, we have recent data that says, boy, you know, opioid prescriptions have reduced by 40% over the last 40, four years or so, four or five years, I think. So, you know, health healthcare practitioners, physicians, and so on, I think are, have been doing their part to try to prescribe opioids only for those that they feel would really need them. And that is, you know, make sure you you assess patients if they if you can provide alternatives to opioids. And there are, you know, there are medicines that we use that are non-opioids for pain control. There are integrative therapies, right? I mean, acupuncture, physical therapy, for example, that can be useful. And then we have procedures and nerve blocks. So the thought is, you know, go ahead and exhaust those measures first. And then, you know, if, if the pain is extreme and impairing quality of life and the benefits of the opioid outweigh the risk, then go ahead and trial it. 
that makes a lot of sense. I think also in those alternative therapies that have definitely hit more of a mainstream awareness over the last four, five, six years has been cannabinoids and cannabis-based therapies. Maybe some of it's got a placebo effect. Some of it's got an actual functional effect. But in combination, we're seeing that these times you can actually reduce some of the pharmaceuticals, the opioid requirements with augmenting some herbal or, or cannabis-based therapies, which is a nice kind of hopefully way to mitigate the need for the opioids in the body. So Yes. You know, I think there is a lot of excitement about the cannabis-based therapies. Um, I mean, they're being used in different forms. I mean, topical and then inhaled or smoked. Uh, but, you know, I think that, and there's, I, unfortunately, I think what we need now, um, and I say unfortunate, is because I don't think we have the studies, the science yet, to back up the best way to use medicinal cannabis. You know, the proper doses, for example, the frequency, and in which pain conditions are they the most useful? Yes. I mean, when you apply that scientific method and evaluation, there's definitely more research required and needed. I think that this has been the the, the call to action by a lot of advocates is not just say free the plant, but also free the access to research it more and and to do more of this validation test. This has only been around thousands of years and used in cultures and societies forever, you know, we know the safety shouldn't be the issue anymore, uh, but how it can actually best be applied from a dosage and concentration and delivery systems, those are very key. And and we find that in most medicines these days that, you know, people react differently. You know, some people react in a very, you know, to a very low dose and some people need more. That also occurs, you know, unfortunately with opioids as well. Some people's tolerance uh, for, for one reason or another seems to be higher. Um, but it's good that, you know, we start to look and have those conversations and do more research on how to find the best integrative approach to optimize people's outcomes. And I think that's what I think most <laughs> patients or consumers really yeah. want from the medical system. You know? Yeah. What's terrific, I think, about medicinal cannabis compared to opioids is that they don't lead to death, right? There's, right. No, risk, there's no risk of overdose uh, using medicinal cannabis. And that's key that we've been trying to you know push out there is that you know how much do you have to consume to have a negative uh, uh, or or reaction is one thing, but to have death is is nearly impossible if if possible at all. And so I think from a safety, like you said, uh, I think it's important that we do more research and allow people to apply it. I think that's happening a lot right now in in medicine is we're starting to look at these plant medicines a little bit differently, even though most of the drugs that have been used originally were derived from plant extracts or compounds. So, you know, we're kind of going in this circle now and seeing, and I, even as a naturopath myself, I'm not against pharmaceuticals or even allopathic medicine. I like to find a nice harmony, you know, a symbiotic relationship between the perspectives to find, again, my goal as a physician is best health and outcome quality of life for the patient in front of me. And I think that's going to be most of the practitioners out there's goals. Yeah. Uh, you know, and what I do think is exciting about, medicinal cannabis is that we do have some studies, though, that have shown that it, it can be helpful in reducing pain in patients, for example, who have diabetic peripheral neuropathy, you know, so painful feet or hands from diabetes. And mm-hmm. that's exciting. And also in multiple sclerosis and patients who have, you know, bad muscle spasms from multiple sclerosis, someone who's used this for many, many years and who's a big advocate of the use of medicinal cannabis is Montel Williams, the former talk Correct. show host. Yep. And he really, you know, I've talked to him in the past and I have to say, you know, he has, he had tried all other therapies to reduce the pretty bad spasms and the shooting nerve pain that he has from MS. The only thing that's helped him is cannabis. 
Yep. And he did the research. He didn't just say, okay, I'll take it. He had studied it, researched it, and now he definitely promotes it and, and wants more people to have access to it. It's great when people's eyes and, 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 and hearts and minds get open. And I think that's occurring across the board right now for a lot of people. Um, we're going to take a quick break. I'm going to come right back with Dr. Paul Christo. This is a great conversation. It's an important one about opioids and pain and how we're you know, maybe shifting our consciousness and awareness in society. Don't go anywhere. It'll be a quick, uh, quick break. This is Doc Rob, your concierge to better living here at CannabisRadio.com. The concierge for better living will continue in a moment. Elevate your every day with that Shuggies feeling with the sweet taste of Shuggies. Add a cup of Shuggies to your morning coffee. Ah, how sweet it is. Shuggies infuses cannabis and cane sugar to make it the perfect sweetener with benefits. Make your happy hour happier with a dunk of Shuggies in your drink. Order your Shuggies now at S-H-O-O-G-I-E-S dot com or find it in dispensaries throughout California. Whenever you crave a little sweet, pick up Shuggies, the sweet, sweet take-anywhere treat. It's time to Hemp Resent. I am going to titillate your audio orifices with weekly radio rendezvous with some of the premier movers, shakers, and history makers of the cannabis community. Radio resident Hempo sapien Vivian McPeak. I will be putting out a call to action on the issues of the day and putting your interests under the big lights as I provide cannabis commentary and weekly interviews that go straight for the nugular. Marijuana! Hemp Resent, only on Cannabis Radio. Hey, take a look at this. They're selling smart pots. They have pot that can make you smart? Where is it? Not that kind of pot. Smart pots are the best aeration container to grow your plants. Check this out. This is the original fabric container for faster producing, healthier plants. They're made with a superior fabric that delivers high yields. Plus, smart pots are reusable and sustainable, so you can use them over and over again, no matter if you use them indoor or outdoor. That's very smart, but how good are they for the environment? Smart pots are BPA-free and lead-free, so you'll always be able to ensure a pure, clean grow, and they're 100% made in the U.S. Over 28 million smart pots have already been sold, so it seems like a smart investment. Look for smart pots in close to 2,000 garden centers throughout North America and ask for the original fabric container. Find a store near you or order yours online at smartpots.com. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the concierge for better living only on cannabisradio.com. And we are back. I'm enjoying this conversation, as I do most, because we're here to inform and educate. And I want to thank again, Dr. Christo, for coming on. Dr. Christo, you have a, um, you're not just, you know, practicing, you're also educating, you have a radio show. Uh, what got you into that role? What, what, what kind of motivated you to get up there and, and, and host the show and have guests and, and talk about these topics? My show is called Aches and Gains, and it's about overcoming pain. Uh, it first aired in 2011. You know, before that, I, I felt like, you know, the, the pain community, the, the, the 100 million people who suffer from pain in the United States alone didn't have a voice in the media. And honestly, I feel like even today, they really don't. Uh, it sort of happened indirectly because of the opioid crisis. But very few members of the public, I would say, or even the media or policymakers really understand that that, you know, one third of our population suffers from chronic pain. So I felt like it would be important to have some avenue 
for patients or for people you know, who have chronic pain to describe what it's like. And more than that, though, to describe and let everyone know what they've done to overcome it. And that can mean pharmaceutical medicines, right? Pharmaceutical agents, or it can mean using injections or nerve blocks or more high-tech technology type of uh, interventions like spinal cord stimulation or integrative therapies, as we're talking about today. It might be medicinal cannabis. It could be acupuncture. It could be distance healing. I've had all these sort of topics and people on the show, and that's why I started it. I love it. I love it. It's on Sirius XM channel 131 on Saturdays at 5 and 5.30 p.m. Eastern time. And, you know, we talk about pain and someone's like, oh, usually I think people right away automatically connect to their pain. You know, what they're familiar with. If I say pain, I think my back, my knee, because I've had ski injuries and, you know, issues of that nature. So someone else may have chronic migraines and they suffer tremendously. Um, others, you know, irritable bowel or digestive endometriosis. So when people talk about pain, such a general topic, it takes a little bit of that personal identification sometimes, um, you know, for people to start to resonate. I love that you bring on these people, they share their stories, they talk about what's working, maybe what didn't work, you know, open to alternative ideas. I think that to me is, is, a, is a great platform and I appreciate you guys, you know, that that's out there. I'm sure it helps a lot of people know that they're not alone. I think some people may be sitting even now at with you know being in the pandemic or locked up and they're maybe in pain, uh, they're not going to their doctors as often or whatever it might be. Um, you know, this is something that they don't have to feel like they are alone. That there are people that are also suffering or also improving. It's not always a negative. That we want to share positivity and, and, and things of that nature. It's great. Exactly. I've learned that uh, sadly a lot of people feel like there is no hope when it comes to having chronic pain. Uh, that they're not aware of treatments and the different treatments that we've talked about that are available. And I really tried to do that on my show by having uh, patient guests describe how they've gotten through it and overcome it. And I have expert guests too, uh, who talk about, you know, cutting edge therapies that patients probably haven't considered before. And by the way, when we talked about Montel Williams, I had him on my show several years ago, and it was during that show that I really learned how much medicinal cannabis improves his life. Yeah. And that's how we have to do this. Keep sharing stories and, and, and seeing what works. I mean, I, I personally dealt with, we talk about cannabis and medicine and we talk about epilepsy and seizures. Well, it's hard for people to recognize the importance of that potential medicine until you're seeing, sitting in front of a child or a parent or someone that's suffering with this issue. And then, so they start to reflect on it and relate to it. And uh, I personally saw the medicinal cannabis work in helping with seizures and relaxing uh, the nervous system, uh, pain issues with cancer and, and, and end of life things. There's so much opportunity for us to be open-minded, but we have to be have the ability to share these stories and share insights. Uh, obviously, going to conferences and trade shows has become a little more challenging, you know, yeah, uh, yeah. over late. And I know that that's what my did. I've gone to so many conferences and, and and trade shows, and one of my passions was to get on stage and and help educate both doctors and maybe retailers of specific supplements or patients, consumers, and say, you're not alone. This is, a, this is a topic we can talk about and and really bring it to the front of the stage. And I think that's really great that you do that on this important topic of pain. It's really, it's really great. Um, Thank you. Thank yeah. you. You know, one, one item too, uh, with respect to cannabis that I've learned over time is that, uh, you know, different formulations of it, say CBD, THC combos can help with osteoarthritis by applying it topically. Yep. 
there, there's so much benefit. There are, what I love about this, with that plant specifically, is that there's over 500 compounds in the plant, and yet we're still only really talking about a, a handful. And so, you know, I've been doing research on some of the flavonoids that are people, you know, that are in this plant and its anti-inflammatory properties. You know, they say that one of the flavonoids found only in cannabis has been shown to be 30 times more powerful than aspirin as an anti-inflammatory. No. So. This has got amazing potential, and we know that inflammation is an underlying issue in so many people. Um, if we can address some of that inflammation, reduce that in people, their quality of life will improve. And if we can do right. that in a natural, safe way without side effects, to me, that's that's awesome. That's something yeah, I want I to agree. pursue. Yeah. Um, it's great. And again, unfortunately, though, I said we, you know, we talk about you know opioids again, going back to that, and that there is that addiction area, and there is that tendency for abuse. Um, you know, unfortunately, I, I recall hearing about uh, many years ago people taking oxycontin, time release oxycontin, and, and washing off the pills and crushing it up and snorting it. And I'm like, well, we know that's not how the pharmaceutical companies, that's not how the scientists, the healthcare practitioners recommend or advise using this medicine. So anything is capable of being abused. It's just a matter of form, function, and, and, and purpose. Um, what are your thoughts, if any, on Ibogaine? Are you have done any research on the Iboga plant and Ibogaine as part of that addiction type of uh, treatment? It, not as much. Now, would that be something that is used, say, along with uh, like methadone or buprenorphine to help prevent craving and relapse? Yeah, I think that, you know, this is interesting. That's why I wanted to bring it up because it's something that, you know, there's a lot more research that needs to be done. But this is a South African found bush plant that's been now used in treatment for uh, in Mexico and other countries to treat opioid addiction. And yet, it's not legal in the United States for some reason or other. We haven't figured that out completely yet. Um, but it just shows that there's another potential in other parts of the world, how they're addressing pain addiction and opioid addiction using natural plants and, and, and substances. And again, it's, an, it's a lesser known you know, herb or plant, but it's something that more and more need, people need to do that research and hear about. Um, I think... Um, um, Lamar Odom and a couple others have gone down and done some treatments and, and seen how that affects them. Um, so there's a lot of things that I'm, I'm just looking at, you know, there's so many opportunities in the plant-based kingdom to do this and not only to help with pain itself, but to help us get over some of these addictive, you know, compounds that we get a, 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 a introduced to over we, time. And we don't have, you know, I think that's terrific uh, because we don't have that many, you know, sort of pharmaceutical agents to use uh, for opioid addiction. I mean, we have a couple of different medications, two or three, and other than that, we don't. So I think that it would be really helpful to have more either, you know, medications or naturopathic medications that are help that help patients with the disease of addiction. No question about it. And that's why I bring it up, only because it's it's our goal, and it's it's so funny when you talk about you know it, from a medical perspective over the years, you know, you know, uh, you know, this profession's quackery, or this one doesn't doesn't have validated scientific research. And for me, the goal is let's bring us all together to the table and find the best solutions for the best healthcare going forward. Yeah, there's stuff we didn't know, um, stuff that we couldn't identify or test for a hundred years ago that was working, or a thousand years ago, and but now let's try to put some of that scientific method to it and 
see what happens. And you know, I think that's what's happening a little bit now in the psychedelic world uh, with mushrooms and ketamine and uh, even MDMA and LSD, finding roles in anxiety and depression. Um, but there's so many opportunities. I'm just going to, I will send you after this some more information on Ibogaine and, and the Iboga plant just so we can keep the education moving forward. It's, it's great to do that. I constantly am learning, like you said, from your guests. And so uh, I think that's just love to hear your feedback and see what your thoughts are once you had a chance to dive in a little deeper. Absolutely. That's awesome. So we're going to take one more break. I'm going to come back. I'm going to wrap up. I'm excited. You know, we're talking more with Dr. Christo. Uh, again, really important topic. Please, those that are listening, you know you're not alone out there when it comes to having chronic pain. And there are options out there. There are good doctors out there ready to help you and listen to you and, and find the right solution. So don't go anywhere. We'll be right back at this quick break. This is Doc Rob, your host, Concierge for Better Living on CannabisRadio.com. The Concierge for Better Living will continue in a moment. Doc Rob, the Concierge for Better Living. Cannabis is just one of the many great plants that we have on this planet called Earth that we can use consciously and intelligently to improve our well-being. Take a real, raw, inside look at healthier living while sharing great ideas and improvements for a better quality of life. Learning to live and live well is a lifelong process. This is a journey. It could be you could be 80 years old or eight years old. You can still learn something that's gonna make tomorrow a little bit healthier, a little bit easier, a little bit happier, a little bit better. The concierge for better living with Doc Rob. Only on cannabisradio.com. Candid, captivating, compelling. Welcome to Cannabis Confidential with Dr. Dina. Welcome Try to Cannabis Conf. Oh, you got me again. All right. You got me again. Welcome to Cannabis okay. Confidential. Ah! <laughs> Hey, we did it. We did it. Welcome. I have the coolest guest today. You guys already know. The one and only Tommy Chong. CannabisRadio.com proudly presents Cannabis Confidential. Plant Profits. I'm Vern Davis, and I'd like to introduce you to some of the most forward-thinking executives and companies in the cannabis industry. We call them the Plant Profits. Each week on Plant Profits, we talk to the people at the forefront of the industry, creating real companies and career opportunities. We'll learn from the people leading the charge into the promised land of profit. Plant Profits is powered by Protus Global, people solutions firm that has been building companies, changing lives since 1995. P-R-O-T-I-S global.com, Protus Global. Find Plant Profits now at CannabisRadio.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's check back in with Doc Rob and the Concierge for Better Living, only on CannabisRadio.com. Right. And we are back. We're going to take this last segment. I'm enjoying this conversation, of course, with Dr. Paul Christo. Uh, we're talking about, you know, we talked about your radio show. You've also put together a book um, that was called Aches and, and Gains Also. Um, that's the one at Amazon and Barnes & Noble. You know, of course, you know, the, the traditional way of getting information out there is, you know, is put it on, a, on paper. Uh, you know, what are some of the key pearls or takeaways, you know, from this book that you, you know, are getting the most feedback from? 
that <clears throat> that it offers the traditional ways that we help treat chronic pain. And that would include the medications, not opioids necessarily. Opioids, of course, are one option, but other medications that we use to treat chronic pain, they may be actually antidepressants, believe it or not, that can help reduce pain. Uh, some anticonvulsant medicines can be very useful in reducing pain, anti-inflammatory medications. So it ranges from the pharmaceutical therapies to the injection therapies and the nerve blocks, as well as, uh, say, pain-relieving devices that are used that I don't think a lot of people are aware of. And then I talk about um, integrative strategies that I more and more we're learning can be helpful for the reduction of pain and chronic pain for certain things like uh, acupressure, acupuncture, um, you know, healing touch, which is very intriguing to me, sort of the harnessing Reiki. the bio. Yeah. yeah, Reiki, exactly. Amazing. Yeah. Right, harnessing the human biofield, uh, also by uh, distance healing. I mean, these things to me are just so exciting, and I've had patients benefit from them, so I've tried to include all of that in the book. I think that's great. Again, I'm, I'm a, obviously a fan of naturopathy. Well, to me, the tool belt is so wild and wide because you get exposed to so many things. Like I think you've also done some injections with botulinum, um, thoracic outlet syndrome, and I, we've done things with B venom injections. I've, I've had people do that for chronic migraines. And yeah. uh, I mean, there's so many cool things that we can use. Um, uh, and again, the best is when you have that patient, that person that's been suffering, come back to you and say, wow, you know, I yeah. Feel- Feel relief. That's what we do this for. I think people always get distracted by, oh, doctors make money and this and that. I'm like, no, no, no. The, I would say 95% doctors do this out there for that response. Doc, I'm feeling better. Thank you so much for your help. And what works is what's key. And I think that's great that you have that open mind and you're exploring and you're working to find this integrative approach. And you put that out there for others to learn about and both on the book and the radio show. I think it's important. Thank you. I've tried to make basically develop an awareness of what's out there. I think that because in during the course of time that I've seen patients who have pain over the many years, I have realized that a lot of them didn't know that certain treatments were available. And I feel like I want to try to disseminate that information so that they know it's available and whether it's effective or not, whether it's safe or not, and then they can seek out treatment wherever they live. I think that's great. I think that, that awareness that people need to have access to uh, the options and know it's coming from a credible source, you know, a Harvard graduate doctor, you know, you've done the research working at Johns Hopkins. I think these are important that people feel that credibility and understand that there's options out there for them, that we're still working for new impro- improvements and ways to manage pain and other issues. Um, I think that that's really key. Um, when people definitely, like I said, need to check you out more and go to uh, your, your Sirius XM radio show and listen to that. Uh, check out the book um, and your website, paulchristomd.com as well. A lot of good information and testimonials. Um, I know like, I'm looking right now and, and, and I've t- I looked at before earlier that, you know, someone like Suzanne Summers has also been an advocate for functional medicine and yeah. integration of medicine and dealing with pain and other issues. I mean, there's so many Montel Williams and, and all different areas. And like I said in the beginning, not everyone has the same pain. Not everyone's cause of pain is the same cause and not everyone gets treated the same way. That's what the art of healing, the art of medicine, the art of you know healthcare is. And it's great that we're, you know, practicing and, and, and refining our skill set constantly and also adding new tools to the tool belt so we could be better practitioners. I think that's awesome. That's right. I think the key, you, one of the keys you mentioned earlier, which is 
that uh, you're not alone. And because I pain can be extremely isolating. You lose people in your life. You lose things that you've loved doing because of the chronic pain. And I've tried to let patients know that it doesn't have to happen. Or if it, if it does happen, there's a way out. And that's so important that you're not alone, that you can get better, you can feel better and move on with your life. I love it. And that's it. Don't give up. There are tons of options and uh, there's some really great healers out there. Like Dr. Krista out there that's trying to make that message clear and give you those options to help you feel better. And that's kind of what we hear. This Concierge for Better Living show was all about that. And I thank you, Dr. Krista, for joining us today, sharing that insight, giving people some more hope. And those out there, you have more questions uh, for me, Dr. Christo. You have more questions about health and wellness in general. Don't forget to connect with social media. Find us on social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, whatever might be whatever you're using these days reach out send questions send feedback we love it all and again i appreciate you dr crystal for joining us today i appreciate you for taking the time and for all you're doing thanks so much for having me my pleasure and with that i want to thank all the people at always uh, producers and so forth at cannabis radio all you listeners that tune in and share these great shows over and over again and uh, as always i wish you all the best in health and happiness take care be well The opinions expressed on this CannabisRadio.com program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of the staff and management of CannabisRadio.com. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without proper consent of CannabisRadio.com is prohibited.